0: Here we are now with. Well, it's another episode, but this really is just a recapitulation or a coda of speaking in tongues. I thought I'd offer up a few closing remarks or offer some extra insights to go with this series that we've been going through. Whoa, what a series it's been! <laughs> Have you heard what's been happening? It really has been a trip. And I realized, as soon as I did the intro, we had the introduction, and then as soon as I started on that first episode of Speaking in Tongues, that exact moment, I realized there was no way I could explain what's happening. There was, even though I could, I had done it before, and I could articulate so many different things, I was still shocked at how I was reminded of the difference of what's actually happening to me and what is being spoken, what's being heard. And wow, there's so many ins and outs. It opens up so many complexes complexes of the phenomenological experience. It really is a, a powerful experience. So did you listen? Did you hear what was happening? What sort of experiences did you have? Did it click for you? There's so much that I, I'll still I still like to offer some some insights here, but broadly, generally speaking, there's so much that can't be explained in a process like this. So here we go for a few quick comments. One is that there there is a difference between gibberish and speaking in tongues. And for me now, that's very clear. Gibberish is the throwing out of the trash, as Osho says. So the no-mind Osho technique, I don't believe this series really qualifies as that. For one thing, we didn't follow the format, which was an hour of silence afterwards. We were only doing 15 minutes. And then also his course has dynamic meditation in the morning, kundalini in the afternoon, and evening meeting in the evening. So that's another thing where I wasn't doing that. And in fact, the stuff I was doing outside of this course was actually cognitive building exercises. So it was like a dissolving and a building at the same time. So, wow, there's so many. And and my day was so... I don't want to go on too much about myself and my personal experiences, but it was just... It 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 really is just a dive into the unknown, unto the unsp- into the unspeakable, and all these weird little things happened. Like I would forget a person's name, you know. I forgot my best friend's name, or I forgot a login, and I forgot to put my food away, that my cooking away, and my mind had just had these little switches where I I just couldn't recall them, and. This happened when I was doing the Osho No Mind course as well, and it's not like a brain fart. It's not like forgetting something and trying really hard to remember it, and the stress that surrounds that. It's more like a... It's, it's not a brain fog. It's more of an openness. It's more of a, in a strange way, an emptiness. And it's okay to forget certain things because during the process, I would recognize that that would be happening, and I knew that those things would come back to me when the time was right. So it's like being absent-minded, but happily to be absent-minded. It's a very strange sensation. It's a very strange phenomenon. And then there's also this thing which is, there's this Osho meditation called Devavani meditation meditation. And that is speaking like a child. Now, (laughs) did you hear when the inner child came out? Did you know which episode that was in? There was a couple of points there where my inner child came out. And if you were listening hard, you could hear it. So I'm not going to say where it is, but if you've listened through the series, there would have been points where you you would have thought, wow, this this sounds like a child. So Diva Vani meditation is different to gibberish. And gibberish is different to speaking in tongues. And as for speaking in tongues, I was reminding myself, I was bringing myself back to this thing of sharing the inner light and not going into the trash or into catharsis or my neuroses. And there is a little bit of that. There's a little bit of things coming up here and there. But my general urge was to share what I had which was positive, which was good. Could you hear that? Could you hear when I was loving you? Could you hear when I was wishing you well? Could you hear when I was being warm-hearted and opening to you? And there is a difference between blabbing and speaking. And there was a difference even in the speaking in tongues. It's it's so strange that you can be saying one thing and thinking another. And that phenomenon becomes completely, perfectly clear. Absolutely clear during this process. And even right now, you can say, even right now, this is happening. And you realize that even now, I'm speaking gibberish. Can you make that connection? Can you hear that? If you've been listening to the series, chances are you can understand that. You can get a sense of it. And it's so strange that at certain points, my attention is immediate and focused and real and present and right on the exact things that I'm saying. And then other times, my attention is a million miles away, and yet somehow there are still sounds coming out of my mouth. And this is the same when you talk, whenever you talk. Another thing I'd like to ask is, were you trying to guess what I was going to say next, or were you listening to what I was going to say next? And this is This is triggered most often when I repeat certain things. So when there's a repeat of something, the mind says, oh, that's an important thing. When's he going to say it again? And in those moments, it's possible, this this was my experience, that it would be like, when is he going to say it? And you start listening out for it. Now, if you're really listening through, then that urge to hear something, to anticipate what's being said, becomes worn down. And you give up. And that's part of the work of listening to this. That's the hard part of listening to this. And that's an initial jump, which I don't, I don't know of. If, if you can't get over that, then you tune out. Because you think, I can't follow this. It's just gibberish. It's just blabbering and I can't understand a word of it. It's alienating. And then you tune out. But if you can get over that and you can enter into the listening, then you're really open You really are listening. And then you get into the flow, and then you allow what's being said to take you along, and then you're on board. Then you're on the trip. Then you use your listening to trip. So, even now, there's a difference between blabbering and speaking. And you can hear that very well in me if you've listened to this series. So, there is a genre of music called mumble rap. And I don't know much about it, but I'd like to listen to some. Maybe I'll do a little bit of searching for mumble rap. And I i guess there's a lot in that, which is what we're doing here, which is the same thing as speaking in tongues or speaking gibberish. And another thing that I came across, moving on with our list of insights or things to comment on, is that I found it's possible to do gibberish inside the mind. So it's silent gibberish, but you turn the train of thought into gibberish. And this can really open up the mind into really quite complex imagination because you have characters which are speaking, and then I can visualize them, and there are scenarios, and someone would be speaking, but the words they would be saying would be gibberish. And then I'd realize, well, actually, that's just my mind. So my mind is populated with these images and these scenarios and these characters and these sounds, and it's so strange to have inner gibberish. Now, I wasn't doing that, obviously, on, in, in this series, during the series, but during the day, this would come up, and this is something that I've tried multiple times. And then there's a part in your mind which is saying, always use gibberish, come back to gibberish. And the part that is forcing your mind, forcing or changing the direction of your train of thought, becomes strengthened. It's almost like having two minds, two minds at once. So that's another little thing you can experiment with if you're doing gibberish. It was also funny to have (laughs) laughter at some points. Now, sometimes I would laugh because of what I was thinking or what was happening inside me. And then other times I would laugh and I wouldn't really know at all why I was laughing. And I really would have no mind. There would be really no thoughts and yet somehow laughter would be coming. So this separation of laughter and content or laughter and the words was a very strange thing and I'm sure I'm sure it would have been strange to listen to. You would have thought, well, what is he laughing at? Did it make you laugh? Did it trigger something? Were they funny sounds that I was saying? So laughter was a very interesting moment, and it came up quite a few times in this series. We could probably do a whole series again and call it "Crazy Man Talk" or "Speaking in Speaking in Gibberish" or "Speaking in Crazy." And I feel that that would the sound and the things I would say would be very different with that prime directive. Through them, and I, I don't know if that's—I don't know if anyone would want to listen to that. I don't know if anyone would even want to listen to this. It's a—it's—it's it's highly experimental, so that would be another indication of the difference between speaking in tongues and crazy man talk. And there's also there was also this thing of other people's voices. Now, I've already worn down a lot of that. So when I was early into my practice of gibberish, I would have got this a lot more. Now my, my own personal voice is very much, it's very dominant in my own experience, especially now that I've done this course and finished it today. So my personal voice is, is quite dominant. But in the past, there's been other people's voices. So people would come up, and you, you notice now that I, my articulation is very strange. That's, this is another quick thing that I'm I'm noticing is my my words, which I say, uh, I'm pronouncing them differently, and because there's this new pronunciation, I, I make mistakes. So it's very, and I'm okay with that. I'm aware of that. So I'm m- sort of mispronouncing things, but it's a new pronunciation. So my voice is changing. My voice always changes when I do copious amounts of gibberish. Well, lots of gibberish. But I digress. Now, other people's voices. Now, when other people's voices come up and then I speak the gibberish of them, that really makes it clear to me that it's someone else's voice. And there was a time when, during this exact course that we've just been through, when I had this insight into channeling. Now, when you channel someone, this whole thing of, say, take like a new age sort of spiritual definition of chal- ch- channeling, it's challenging ch- channeling the dead. So, imagine channeling the dead, which is you call up the spirit of someone, and then they come into your body, and then you speak, or you have something, and then that's how you contact the dead. Now... For me, this is totally clear, but I'm not entirely sure how to explain this to you. Think of that scenario of channeling the dead and then also an actor who bases their role on a real-life person. Now, there's a correlation there. There's a connection there. And isn't it so strange that actors can do this? They can say, I've based this character on this person and I've just watched this person, I've listened to this person, I've studied this person, and then I've taken all their mannerisms, all their ways of moving, the way they walk, the way they hold themselves, their posture, their movements, the phrases they use, the kinds of words, the kind of talking they do, the facial expressions, all these things. They've taken all these things from this character, and then in their acting role, they've embodied that. Isn't that strange that that can happen? Isn't it strange that a person's essence can be put into another person's body consciously? And that's really what channeling is. That's what channeling the dead, contacting the dead is. Now, the way you frame these things the way you have a belief structure around these things, that's totally separate. Now, when you're in Hollywood and you're talking about actors, they don't think, oh, there's this spiritual... This actor has spiritual, existential, esoteric qualities because they can embody someone else. No, it's sort of accepted. You say, well, he's just an actor. He's been to acting school. He or she has copied this, based this character on this other person. We don't need to get esoteric. And that is not to degrade these people who do channeling work. It's not that. That's not to degrade the process of. Well, channeling is just acting. No, you can't go that way either. You can't be. You can't be final in this. There's no way to. There's no. One perspective that diminishes the other. And there's probably quite a lot we can say about channeling. I remember having a friend say that she went to a place and, well, she, she went to a city. And I won't give too much detail into this story. I'll just say what needs to be said for you to understand this. Because it's, it's a bit of a personal story. It's, it, all, all you really need to know is that she went to a place which was the same place as one of her family members was living. And she felt that because she was walking around the streets and going into the things that this family member had been she was being sort of drawn into this family member's essence this way of living and there is there is a way that that's happening you do get something it was this and and it gives rise to this sensation that you're looking through your eyes this is how she explained it she was looking through the eyes but it was really this family member of hers looking through the eyes And somehow still something of her remained. And yet this family member was also there. So this whole thing of channeling and acting. Now, the reason this comes up is because I had voices in this gibberish. And one of the moments was I I started channeling sort of... By chance, or sort of it happened to me, sort of accidentally, I started channeling this Indian elder. So can you imagine this Indian Indian man, Indian American, Native American man, coming to speak through me? And when this was happening, I was thinking to myself, now I have to be respectful or he won't come through. I have to listen to him. Or he won't come through. I can't put any, I can't put any judgments on what he wants to say. I can't limit what he wants to say or how he wants to speak. And I have to really be respectful, and I have to allow it to happen. I have to have it flow. So, and and I didn't go very deep into this. It was only a very, uh, it was only a momentary hint, but it was enough for me to see. Wow, this is channeling. This is how people embody things from other, other parts or other realms, I guess. See, yeah, there's no way to speak about it without being mystical. So you could say, well, you were just acting like an Indian elder. And that's that's just another way of talking about it. So, I don't know which episode that was on, but maybe you heard it. Maybe you could hear, wow, Doster sounds like he's speaking as an Indian elder. <laughs> but, yeah, that's another thing to keep in mind or another insight that's come up from this. Channeling. And I really don't know much about channeling. I think that's obvious by what has been said here. So let me move on. Another thing that I found interesting, or I'd like to point out from this series, was when there was singing, when there was music, when I actually turned this sort of voice into a song. There was a couple of moments where that happened. And I realized, did you realize, that these songs were completely spontaneous? They were completely original. And also, they were only sung once. They were a one-time offering. Now, because it was recorded, we can repeat it. But really, it was a very unique moment. A totally original moment. And that's very rare in music. Unless you listen to improvised music, most of the time music is repeated over and over. There's quite a lot of repetitions to it. And for many people, it's needed to be recognized. You need to hear it over and over again for it to click, and then you like the song because you recognize it. And it takes a, it takes a sensitivity to listening, to appreciate a song that is only sung once. And there's such a deep beauty to that. There is a very deep beauty to that. And it's a song that will be forgotten. It's already forgotten. Now, it could be because we recorded. Someone can go back and, well, let's put a beat behind this. <laughs> maybe maybe this is my mumble rap album. Someone can put beats to this, speaking in tongues. I, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to do that. Someone could do that. Send it to me if you do, but... <laughs> Yeah, the point the point was that there's a rarity to these moments. These unique moments are very rare. That's really about all that I care to share and that is solid and that I can think of right now. There was so much more that happens during this process and it's really it's really pointless to try and articulate all of them because it's it's really about the beyond it's really about stepping into that mystical way of being so i don't really need to say too much more i might i think what i'll do now is i'll give you i don't know really where to put this rant or this speech but here it goes here anyway and that is that the general direction of this podcast might be hard to figure out because there's so many ins and outs, and there's so many different subjects, but there's an arc. There is a direction. There isn't a point to all of this which you can piece together. All of the pieces come from the a single jigsaw puzzle, believe it or not. So we're talking about one thing at one time and then we're going over here, we're doing this other thing and then there's this crazy gibberish series. But think of it this way. There's a few different categories. Now we can do, we can do a talk about a book or a psychology or a philosophy and that's a discussion. That's more intellectual. That's more like an information of literature. It's a discussion of literature. But then we also have techniques. There are meditation techniques, and we did that series on breathing techniques. So that's more like what you can do. That's do-it-yourself, homemade meditation progress and self-improvement sort of things. But then this series, Speaking in Tongues, is demonstrative awareness techniques. And there are going to be more of these. Now, they're not going to be the same. They're going to be very different. And they're going to be very experimental. And I'm going to be having a, a very important, clear introduction for those so you understand what's happening and what's going on. But there's going to be more. And I understand it's, it's, it's experimental. And I'm afraid that this is too alienating, this gibberish one. There will be different ones. There will be heavy ones. There will be new territory we go into and it will be, oh, there will be some very, oh, very, how to say, very deep experiences of the beyond. We're really tackling this experientialism of the beyond. We're going to tackle it head on. So, this series, Speaking in Tongues, is in the category of Demonstrative Awareness Techniques, which is where we have an awareness technique, and I demonstrate it, and you listen to see what the effect is in you. And there will be more series on literature, there will be more series talking about techniques, and there will also be narratives. There's there's a lot of little miscellaneous things as well. Like we have stories. We had this story of Bob the brain cell. That was very fun. And there are other little comments here and there that come up. There are other little tests. It's all experimental. But be ready and be aware. And I will offer up proper introductions. Always listen. This is very important. Always listen to the introductions to these courses or these series. That's if, if you don't get that, it won't make any sense. But if you can be on board with the premise, with the rules of the game, then you can get something from these live demonstrative awareness techniques. Wow. Yeah. And probably lastly, all credit to Osho for creating the No Mind course. I don't think what we've done here really qualifies, but give credit where credit is due, and this series was inspired by that course, and I've done that course. There's a chance I'll be doing it again, and uh, he didn't invent gibberish, it's an ancient Sufi technique, but credit to him for bringing it to the modern world. Credit to him for putting it into a course, for refining the lengths of time and the details and the supporting material and we didn't do it in a group here it's a group meditative therapy so that's another difference but give credit where credit is due and it all goes to Osho for this one so thank you Osho for your insights and for having things happen how they are and that's a, probably a good place to end. Coming up is well more episodes, so many more. And just just keep listening through. Just keep on it. I know it's hard to put the pieces together, and you can see how each each episode is. M- most podcasts, most like I'm I'm breaking the rules here. I'm breaking all the rules of what a podcast should be. The advice for a podcast bit maker: the advice you hear for how to make a podcast is choose only one subject and stick to it, and then only have one format and stick to that every episode. And now that's something that that's two things that I'm really just going against. Now we do have a little bit of a format because we end with meditation most episodes, but the range of subjects. It's too, like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's too much. I really don't know. So, it's all experimental and there's so much more to come. Like, it is you, It is vast. It is massive. That is my trip. That is my mission. That is That is my deepest desire for you to really just... Oh, just to step back and and be in complete awe of the vastness of the mind, of the body, of emotions, of reality. And it's not a, it's not a an awe of me. It's got nothing to do with me. It's your relationship to reality. It's your relationship to your intellect, your intelligence. And you've got it. All these things you realize you've already got if you can listen to me and follow along you're already only one step away and that one step is huge when you when you take that step it, it is just just rapture just beauty just like like an avalanche of wonder and magnificence and brilliance it's just It's going to bring you to your knees. Imagine being brought to your knees in gratitude, tears pouring down your face. This is the sort of place we're headed to. This is the sort of things that I want for you. And this is my mission. This is what means so much to me. So there is a lot more to come. And, it, and there, is going, there are going to be scary moments. I am scared. I do have fear in me. Because there there are some deep places. We started with gibberish. Because this gibberish course, it, it's mostly safe. Now if you've listened to it, you've heard things about me which are very personal. but it's mostly safe it's mostly okay compared to where we're headed we're headed to some very deep stuff and i'm very i'm very nervous about it so thank you for giving me the time to talk about it and thanks for listening through to speaking in tongues and i hope you have a beautiful day so let's wrap it up let's let's keep this short i've already babbled on too much I've spoken a lot about it. You could see that uh, <laughs> there might be a reversal happening here. Of uh, he, he's done all this gibberish to get rid of his mind, and now that his mind can talk again, <laughs> now that his mind is allowed to talk, he just talks too much to make up for all the mind that he's lost. <laughs> There's a, what do you call, a relapse or a a bounce back of the mind. (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm blabbering so much. Okay, really, finishing up, thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. (laughs) Here we go. Final sign off. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to say it any second now. You know what I'm going to (laughs) say. That's all I have to say for now.